Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change Hi, Jay Fallon here. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. I've got a very special guest on today. Uh, just met just met this person. Uh, it's been great to just catch up and uh, and see what he's all about, reading through, uh, reading through his website and seeing someone else who's been in the fight regarding COVID, regarding the vaccine. Someone who will know a lot more about the vaccine, the medical implications way more than I than than I do and, and a lot of you out there. Uh, so really looking forward to, to talking to William uh, William Bay uh, today. And um, hey, if you're out there clapping along, please give a warm welcome. Uh, William, how are you? Sorry for yeah, the- Good uh, afternoon, Jay. Sorry for the long, uh, the long, I, I stuffed up where I was. Uh, anyway, how are you? You're in Airlie Beach. Yeah, I got some friends joining me there on the uh, on the left or the right now. Yeah, I just saw this some cockatoos. That's a fantastic view you've got behind you. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is what you do, Jay, when you're suspended for 15 months by the government. You enjoy life because you never know how long it's going to last for. Yeah, you've got to living in this great state. Can you um, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about yourself, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, the suspended Dr. William Bay. Uh, I have to say the word suspended because not only am I suspended by APRA, the medical regulatory agency, but if I don't, they threaten me with three years jail and $60,000 fines. Uh, why? Because uh, they have clamped down on my free speech and, in fact, all the free speech of all Australian doctors and nurses uh, for criticising the COVID vaccines. Uh, I uh, spoke out at an uh, Australian Medical Association uh, conference in Sydney at the end of July last year in 2022. I asked them to stop gaslighting the people of Australia and start telling the truth about the COVID injectables. That is that they um, are capable of causing harm and they're not as fantastic as the mainstream media would have us believe. And for that, they uh, suspended me uh, on 45 charges, Jay, of being a, a threat, a serious threat, in fact, to the safety of all Australians. And I remain suspended, unable to work uh, to this day, um, but I haven't been taking this matter lying down. I've been fighting this issue in the High Court of Australia uh, and in the Supreme Court of Queensland, where I'm demanding the right for doctors and nurses to have freedom of speech and to warn patients about what's going into their bodies. So that's where I'm coming from, Jay. Oh, yeah, so I, like I told you, I had um, my experiences from a police perspective, uh, being stood down um, without pay and everything like that and being told, hey, uh, yes, when I was given paperwork, it was like, hey, this is against their human rights, uh, the legislation, the things that we train in every year. Uh, and yet when you turn the page, it was, however, we will do this regardless because your human rights, all that legislation really doesn't matter. And I, I'd always speaking from a police perspective and trying to look in how doctors are looking at this. And I'd noticed that there's um, a few reports coming out from some doctors, some nurses. It seems like medical people are hesitant to speak out. Were, mm. And I, I think, it, is it just because you, you're going to lose so much or what is, what's, what's the reason behind that? Do you think? 
Yeah, it's clearly because APRA, Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency, they've issued a statement back in March 2021, Jay, that said, if you dare criticise us or the government or the vaccine program or the vaccines themselves, especially online, you will face regulatory action, which basically means the end of your career, the end of your job, exactly what's happened to me and other doctors like Dr. Mark Hobart, uh, Dr. Miley Trin. So we've been suspended you know, well well beyond 15 months, uh, 24 months, uh, close to for the, those other two doctors. And, and look, I, I didn't receive a single patient complaint. I used to work up here in North Queensland as a telehealth doctor, Jay. I used to service patients from Mackay to Torres Strait. Didn't get a single complaint. I, I worked seven days a week in, in uh, many different roles. And APRA came after me and destroyed my career and all the work that I was doing for North Queensland here simply because I said to people publicly, that these injectables are quite possibly not the bee's knees, that they're dangerous. And so what it's done is send a message to all health practitioners across Australia now that if you speak out, uh, if you tell the truth, they're going to destroy you. And that's why it's such a shame that people can't trust their doctors or their nurses these days because by law, this medical regulatory authority will come down harder against those doctors and nurses if they speak the truth to their patients. It's such an abomination. And the people of Australia have got to demand better from the government. They've got to demand better from APRA and from their doctors to be told the truth. And it just doesn't apply to the vaccines either, Jay. It applies to all health services because the national law, the health practitioner regulation uh, national law that governs all this, that APRA operates under, says that the patient is no longer the most important thing for people. It's the public safety, the public confidence, the greater good. So we've lost our individualised health system in Australia now. And since this pandemic, this scandemic, we're now living in a communist, uh, collateralised, uh, centralised health system. And it's just not working. People are lining up, there's ambulance ramping and, and the doctors aren't giving the right treatment. This is a disgrace. And Anastasia Palaszczuk, quite frankly, needs to be replaced. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. yeah, needs to be replaced. So much of our government. Uh, can you tell me? Is there any? Uh, what information can you give us? Can you give the listeners about the vaccine itself? What What really made you think? Hey, this is not. The, these aren't as good as what, as you said. The, these aren't the bee's knees. Yeah, well, the the first uh, red flag for me was that it was happening so quickly. It takes years, often a decade, to develop a vaccine, and we haven't had a workable vaccine brought onto the market for years. Um, and suddenly, you know, as uh, Trump said, who, who I love, uh, Operation Warp Speed, you know, it was the vaccine was created so quickly, you know, so it was only um, uh, a year or so from uh, development of the technology to bringing the product to market. And so the speed at which the product was developed, you know, it's quite clearly not possible to be able to be tested on people properly um, before releasing it to the general public. And then it, it turns out that that was correct. Uh, the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Association, the Department of the Department of Health federally that's responsible for approving these vaccines, they didn't even do any testing themselves. So they're supposed to be looking after our safety and yet they just relied on the data from Pfizer to approve all these mRNA injectables. And what do we find out months or years later is that they hadn't done any testing at all. It's like just letting uh, Coca-Cola develop an entirely new drink, um, not doing any tests to make sure that's safe for anybody, just relying that Coca-Cola says it's all cool, mate. There's nothing to see here. And then even worse, the government doubles down, Jay, and says, you know what? 
this Coca-Cola drink that hasn't been tested, it's so good for you, we're going to force you to drink it. And if you don't drink it, you're going to lose your job or you're going to be so shamed and embarrassed in your community that you're not a Coca-Cola drinker that, that you're, going to, you're going to want to take it, you're going to beg to take it. That's the disgusting coercion that the Queensland government and Scott Morrison uh, and even Anthony Albanese to this day has done on the Australian people by taking away that what matters most to humans, and that is freedom of choice. That's all I've been speaking out for is freedom of choice. And if you don't have freedom of choice regarding your body, about your own uh, will, about uh, what you want to say to people, then you're really living in a prison. So they've turned this island continent into a prison island merely by taking away our freedom of choice, and we've got to push back against it. Push back. Freedom of choice, freedom of speech. Um, I've been talking recently about how you know, we, we bring in these hate speech laws and which on on the face value, I would agree people, some of the things that people say, I think, yep, okay, I'm very much against that. However, it seems like our government is going down what I would say the slippery slope where this uh, one one person's hate speech will, you know, it goes down and goes down. I think it's honest. I think it's on a fast track where, because as a Christian, I think there's lots of things in the Bible they'll be saying, hey, the Bible we can now announce is uh, a book of hate speech because of what it says about certain parts of our community. Uh, we'll overlook these things that that it says, and we're just going to focus. Um, we're going to misinterpret what the Bible's saying, and, and it's attacking all aspects of our life. This Western society where we're supposed to, uh, you know, not everyone has to agree, not everyone has to face have the same religion, the same beliefs, but we can all vote. We can all agree to disagree and we can all speak freely. Uh, and, and as someone who, you know, I faced uh, racism and all different kinds of things over my life, I always found that banning people from saying what they say doesn't, doesn't work. No. Uh, I, my personal opinion is you, you, you're better off educating people, better off talking to things about it. But don't you find now, let me, if you don't, it's all good, but you know, we, we've got this, they're really cutting us off at the knees when it comes to our freedom of speech. And, and for a while it was looking really scary with our freedom of movement. Uh, where, where do you think this is all tracking? How do you think this is going now? Are we getting better? No, we're getting worse and much worse. Uh, Jay, your show slippery slope uh, podcast could not be named any better than what's happening in Australia and especially Queensland these days. We are going down, uh, a valley, a deep ravine into into absolute tyranny because you may have heard of the misinformation, disinformation bill, the ACMA bill at the federal level. Yep. Well, while, whilst Queensland may have the, the worst number of police shootings, whilst Queensland may have the worst roads in this country, whilst Queensland may have the worst hospital system in this country, they're leading the way. Anastasia is leading the way with the best tyranny in this country because they've done one up on the federal government. They've introduced amendments to the criminal code that were passed on the 13th of October of this month, where the criminal code is now making it punishable by jail, three years jail for offending people regarding their race, religion, gender, sex, their identity, those type of things. So whereas the federal government is going to suppress your online speech if they don't think it's you know nice and flowery and vanilla, that in a Queensland, they're going to put you in jail, both online and offline for any physical act in a public place everybody should look it up it's the criminal code amendment bill 2023 it was introduced by that trader shannon fentiman the former uh attorney general uh excuse me health minister she introduced it on the 29th of march 2023 and now she is going to put people like you and me 
in jail, allegedly, if we start offending people based on race, religion, agenda. And even worse than that, you get six months jail if you start um, broadcasting or holding up a symbol that a committee deems, not even a legislature, but just a committee, the executive deems is, is hate speech. So maybe the Christian cross, hey, it may be the Muslim um, crescent, who knows? It may be the, the symbol 832. They're going to be putting pressure on people to shut their mouths. And that is the slippery slope, Jay. We're descending into a government state, a police state, where you can't say anything, you can't do anything. And I should know because I'm facing court on November the 14th of this month uh, because I was arrested outside APRA, the same government agency that mandated all the doctors and nurses to shut up about the vaccines. They put me in the lockhouse, the, the watch house for 24 hours because uh, I was merely uh, using a megaphone to protest APRA at 192 End Street uh, a few months ago in Brisbane. 24 it's hours. It's a disgrace. 24, 24 hours. 24 hours. They kept me, yeah, they kept me in the watch house for 24 hours because they wanted to cut a deal with me. They said that they'll let me go and I can go appear at a magistrate as you do, mm. as long as I sign conditions on my bail, Jay. Uh, Jay. And those conditions were that I would never return to the CBD of Brisbane again until the, the court matter was finalised. And now court cases can take uh, uh, months, uh, sometimes years, especially with me, yeah. who, who doesn't let things go when I push things all the way. So I refuse to sign those unlawful conditions because we do have a right to political speech in this country. So because I refuse to sign their unlawful conditions, they kept me in jail overnight or the watchhouse. Yeah. And that's we've been on that track for quite a while. Um, you probably remember, you probably heard the story about the pastor down in Victoria who was arrested and kept in uh, in remand for um, it was well over a week because he'd put a post up on Facebook. But I'd noticed with police that we were slowly taking that track down, where people like yourself, people like their pastor, they would be held in for for times that were just out of the ordinary, and yet I'd personally seen people who had done uh, violent crimes, literally well, when I worked in the far north, I'd go and pick someone up. They'd be arrested for something violent, something dangerous. You'd take them down to Cairns. I'd be heading back up to my little town further north and th you'd get word that they'd already been released. And you sit there going, and, and later on I was looking at cases like yourself thinking how is this possible how are people like yourself like this like this pastor like others that i was hearing of because they didn't agree with the government uh and it was all now the police and this i never thought it would come to this with the police not the police that i joined and that i really appreciated when i first joined it was now this is a police that answers to the politician and goes out and does mm, the mm. political bidding and that seems like what you right. you felt the police that do political bidding uh, you know, so you, yeah. so you're you're fighting you're fighting that now as well. I am fighting that now. Yeah, I, I agree with you that uh, things have changed in the Queensland Police. Uh, not only not only do we lose uh, many good men and women serving in the QPS because of those unlawful mandates to stick an mRNA slash DNA modifying mechanism into people's arms without their full consent, which is a crime, by the way. Um, we lost those good good service officers and. And I had a, a, a great relationship with the QPS. I mean, when I was doing one of my many uh, protests, I did about 50, 55 over the last 15 months. Um, you know, the Queensland police even let me drape my Queensland people's protest flags, uh, you know, like a 16-foot banner over the, the Roma Street headquarters signs of the QPS. Mm. Okay, That's how um, free speech allowing the QPS used to be. But Katarina Carroll's come in and she has ruined this uh, police 
force. She's ruined this state by enforcing those mandates against those good officers who, who are doing nothing better, uh, doing nothing worse than choosing to make informed consent um, decisions about their own body. And, and I heard many reports at the upper echelon of the QPS, you know, weren't required and weren't forced to take the vaccine, and nor should they be, because every Australian is entitled to choose what goes into their body. So um, I um, think that the QPS is going down a dark path. It is serving the political interest. It should be there to preserve our human rights, um, to protect our human rights. It should not be there to trample on our human rights. And meanwhile, as you say, we've got a youth crime um, explosion happening in this state. I think that the QPS's priorities are well out of whack. And as they say with corporations, if you go work, you go broke. Well, Katerina Carroll's making the whole QPS as broke as uh, the wokest corporation on earth. So there's some more reform that needs there. A whole lot of them need to be kicked out at the next election, Jay. I want to see it all gone, the slate wiped clean. We get a fresh face in there. And don't you for one second believe that I'm a big supporter of the LNP either. They're just as bad and have been supporting this tyranny the whole way as well. The, so the Queensland people need to, yeah, need to yeah. choose appropriate candidates to look after them, not look after their mates. Yeah, yeah, the Have whole I said way. enough uh, controversy yet? <laughs> Katarine, I, I, I'm not going to say much about it. So I'm, I'm not a fan. I find myself just, yeah, getting flustered when I start talking about it. <laughs> she, she, um, our, our lack of leadership. The way leadership has gone down in this country has just been very disappointing. I, I'd done an episode a long time ago, just how Australia now is not the Australia that I was brought up with. You know, the Australia where mm. everyone can get out, everyone agree can have you a that. go. You can you can talk, you can you don't have to agree, but we could all disagree and keep getting along. Um Yeah, and, that's the Australia I know. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and justice, you know, everyone stood up for justice. Everyone knew, had a good understanding what was right and what was wrong and what the law, Absolutely. the spirit of the law, you know, and what was actually just in our nation. Whereas now it just seems like we've lost so much of that. Um, and, and I think it all comes back to when you've got leaders getting back to your profession, if you've got people mm -hmm. in medical, cause people, so many people respect doctors, respect the nurses, respect the people in the, in that place um, and see them as people with authority because all the, the the studying, because everything they have to do to get to that position. And then when yeah. they see them even just pushed to the ground and know that they can't speak up, I think that, you know, that had a major impact on our, on our nation and on people just being too scared to speak up, yeah. uh, too scared of what could happen to them. Yes, you're right. Yeah. The, whenever a certain segment of society is suppressed, uh, whatever group it may be, it sends a, a chilling effect um, regarding free speech to the rest of the populace. So that's why it's always important that we support our brothers and our sisters when we see them being disadvantaged or arrested or suppressed their free speech for whatever it may be. So, and so if you see somebody who you don't like um, being cancelled online or being arrested for not speaking what the government likes or getting in trouble at school for saying the wrong thing, I think we all need to come together as a nation, as a community and support our brothers and sisters, regardless of what race they are, regardless of what religion they are, regardless of what gender they are, and, and promote those values that bind us all, which are liberty, which which is freedom of speech, which is freedom of movement. Because we don't stick up for our for our white friends, we don't stick up for our black friends, we don't stick up for our gay friends. They're going to come for all of us sooner or later, and and I'm testament uh, a testament to that because I was a doctor. I'm now not a doctor. I haven't been a doctor for 15 months merely because. 
I said something that Anastasia Palaszczuk didn't like. And you know what I said, Jay? I said that she's a dark mistress that was that was wielding power with a ring of power from one William Street uh, uh, with these vaccine mandates. And that's what got me in trouble. They yeah. even put it in the 45 charges against me. That's how upset they were about that as well. What was that? So just goes to show you. Yeah, that was literally, they said in there, Dr. Bay has called Anastasia Palaszczuk a dark mistress. You know, I like my Lord of the Rings references. So, you know, the Frodo and the ring. And so, you know, she reminds me of Sauron and just a uh, little bit uh, less good looking. Uh, and so they had they had to put that in the charge sheet against me. And, you know, it's still to this day, we're fighting about these issues in the High Court of Australia. So if anybody wants to support me to get our free speech so we can all call Anastasia Palaszczuk a dark mistress, then go to qpp.life uh, forward slash donate. Uh, make a small donation to me because... It does cost money to fight this war, but we will win because truth and God are on our side when we fight for justice and truth. And I know it's the truth that we do have the right to speak freely. I'm just going to bring it up here. Okay. I hope. Can you see that now? I've got it. I've just got it up here for everyone to, Again, yes. to yep. look. So this is the website here, uh, qpp.life. Welcome to the Queensland People's Protest. So all the details are on there. Everything that uh, everything that anyone needs to know, you can look it up there. It tells all about yourself. Um, everything about the yeah blocking the freedom of speech. Um, great website, and you can click and on the events there to page. Donate. Always for our events pages for our all our protests coming up. All my details of the various trials that I've got going. I have my regular show there on Thursday nights, eight pm Queensland time, on the Cafe Lockdown channel. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got the Courage and Strength Tour with Avi Yemeni, Craig Kelly, and Bookshan Fernando coming up uh, on the 18th of November, so please come along and say hi. And then legal, if you want to read exactly all this tyranny regarding the Dark Mistress and all the illegal laws that Anastasia is passing trying to take away our informed consent, you click on the legal page, and then I've, and I've, I've released all my documents to the public, which is a lot uh, different to what lawyers do. They normally don't. Uh, give out all their documents, uh, or at least for free. But I do because I want everybody to get on side of the cause for freedom. I want us to win. I know we can win if we all stick together on this because if we don't, we're going to go down that slippery slope further and further and further and fall into a big bucket of mud covered with the tyranny and unhappiness. And I am not going to be one of those people that's going to be happy and own nothing. I'm going to be very unhappy if I know nothing. And so I want us all to have private property, to have free speech, to have a job and to have a safe place to live. Is that really a crime? That's that, that, yeah. Okay. That's probably one of the best things I've heard in a long time. If you want to help, um, if you want to help William, I was about to say, sorry, your title then. Uh, if you want to help William, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get us in trouble. <laughs> if you want to help William, Go to the website, uh, hit donate, yeah. check him out. Uh, I think uh, excellent thing, excellent thing to do. Listen, um, I, I, I've got to be honest. I'd probably love to have you on again another time if you uh, if you're ever willing to to come back yeah, and chat. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Where are you normally? Perhaps based? I could get you on my my show as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Where, where are you normally um, based? Yeah, normally based in the north side of Brisbane. I used to work in a GP practice at Woody Point. On okay. the Redcliffe Peninsula. Yeah. I was also a home visiting doctor, um, going all around to people's homes at night, uh, helping the elderly, um, obviously the sick, um, and nursing homes. I, I was I used to go to a lot of places that my vaccinated colleagues wouldn't because they were scared of COVID nineteen. Myself, unvaccinated, I used to go into all those places. So they needed me. 
but they didn't need me enough, it seems, uh, when it came to freedom of speech, they chose to uh, sanction me, get kick me out instead of uh, allowing me to keep working. And, you know, and we have a shortage of doctors. If people are wondering where all the doctors have gone, why there isn't doctors in like in Rockhampton Mental Hospital, why there's not a single one there at all, why there's doctors missing out west, it's because the good ones, like me, they're either suspended, retired, resigned, or gone overseas. So that is the great tragedy facing this nation, and we've got to fix this. Can I just one question about the the doctors? Um, I'd read some reports that uh, doctors were having issues with uh, basically being threatened by um, the insurance companies, uh, and that if if doctors weren't following, weren't towing the line when it came to the uh, the jab, well then their insurance companies would, and I, I don't know a lot, don't know a lot about insurance companies like this, but then their insurance companies wouldn't cover them in um in private in their private practice and all that kind of thing. Was that is that verified? Is that true? What is true is that doctors like myself pay thousands of dollars of fees every year to medical defense organizations. These are medical insurance companies that have teams of lawyers that are supposed to protect me, the client, the doctor, when we are accused of any medical negligence. Not that I've ever done that. Not, not a single patient complaining against me, if you can believe that. It's just purely about my freedom of speech that have come after me. And so when, when they came after um, my freedom of speech and my uh, medical defense organization uh, went to defend me, they were so afraid. They were so fearful of ARPA and the government. They were trembling in their boots. So on my, on my first day, I fired them. I said, thanks for coming, but you're gone. I'd rather self-represent. That's what I've been doing. As an, as an Aussie, as a Queenslander, I've been fighting the good fight in the Queensland Supreme Court and in the High Court, I might add, as a self-represented litigant because I've done away with lawyers because what I've learned during my struggle is that unlike America, where the client is the first priority, where you do your best, uh, to serve your client no matter what, whether you think they're guilty or not. In Australia, the first duty of lawyers is not to the client, but to the courts. Yeah. And you can look that up. Everybody, I encourage you, people need to understand that the lawyers work for the courts, essentially, not for you, the client. So that's why I got rid of them. And that's why doctors are afraid, because they know that their lawyers and their medical defense organizations do not have their backs. Nobody's got their backs except for the public. That's why public Whoever you are, we need you to support me and the other doctors like Dr. Mark Hobart. We've got to get the power back. Otherwise, we're going to lose this whole country all the way. Thanks for confirming that. Yeah, because like I said, I'd read it and it was thought, but like I said, it's hard to find people who will, who will back it and say, mm. yeah, this is what's happening. Uh, listen, They're so afraid. Yeah. The lawyers, everyone. the doctors, both. Yeah. Yeah, but not me and not you. And that's why we like each other, or at least I do. And, and and that's why it's it's great to be on the side of freedom, mate. It's 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 beautiful. Like I that's I think every doctor should get out there and say something because it feels beautiful to be liberated. You don't need to hide in fear. Don't hide in fear, people. Get out there, say something, and the truth shall set you free. Yeah. John eight thirty two. Exactly. Listen, we're running out of time. I'm very sorry to do that, but we're running out Not of a problem. time. Um, I've got a holiday to do. <laughs> you got a holiday. You've got a holiday to do. Uh, I'm I'm back in the uh, in the old salt mines tomorrow. Back at it. Uh, <laughs> listen, thanks very much for joining me. I really would appreciate if we stayed in touch and uh, we could do something else Absolutely. together in the future. Keep us um, keep us in the loop of what's happening with your core cases. I'll try and keep everyone updated. What's Thank happening? You. Encourage every, all the listeners. Yep. Get a hold. Uh, check out the website. Um, I'll put the details on the yep. in the in the details for the for the epi for this episode, um, and and check out what 
what William's doing, what suspended Dr. William is doing, and uh, and please support. And I think it'd be a great thing. It's a great thing to stand up for freedom and for free speech, and uh, to try and Amen. to try and pull this country back from the brink, back from that slippery slope that we've been going. Yeah, down. yeah, absolutely. And we can do it. We really can because our weapons in this war is freedom of speech, and that's why they want to take it away from us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks very much for for joining me. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, it was it was uh, it was suspended, Doctor. William, oh, sorry, I keep saying spend because I was about to call you again, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get yeah, some trouble. No, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, that's like, that's like government William. interfering again. Yeah, and uh, William reached out to me today, so it was awesome that we could catch up, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to stay in touch. Thanks for joining me on the slippery slope. We will do. Thanks so much, Jake. Pleasure. Catch you Bye. next time. They just fuel the desire. They will take me higher. I'm off.